Good morning, uh, Cedar Valley Sunday School Young Adult uh, Sunday School class. We're going to uh, have another lesson this morning and finish up our study about fellowship. And uh, we're going to be in Acts 2 again, 42 through 47. Uh, but uh past few Sundays we've been exploring uh, fellowship, especially in the New Testament, how fellowship is in union with God through Jesus Christ. We have access to God Almighty and His desires to His love us as a perfect father. So uh, the first fellowship we must have is with God, and we have this fellowship through Christ, being Christ-centered. Uh, no one goes gets to the Father except through Him. There's no other way. And our fellowship in the New Testament church is it through the body of Christ. It's Christ-centered. It's Christ-focused. And, uh, uh, and that's where our focus should be. And today we're going to look into a little bit about the activities of the fellowship of the body. Uh, the togetherness that we should have as a body of believers um, and, and the works that we should be doing uh, for Christ in our local church and, uh, and what the New Testament believers believed back in Acts and what kind of relationship they had and, uh, uh, and talk about that commitment a little bit because everything is based on the commitment. Uh, fellowship is through commitment. Uh, we're going to look at it through grace, through personal growth, uh, see some of the results of personal growth and the gathering together and the giving and the growing of a church, okay? So let me read verses in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47. And uh, we started out this last week a little bit. So uh, verse 42 says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, and all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Uh, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So uh, when we look at these verses, it's a picture of uh, of what happened. You know, at Pentecost, there was 3,000 people being saved. The church was started. And uh, this is what they were doing as they started the church. And, uh, you know, as far as the church goes, uh, it's a little different today. And we'll talk about that a little bit. But we should be... Uh, doing the same things that they were doing back at this time. And, uh, um, and you know, they were uh, committed together. And let's talk about grace first. Um, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, when we talk about grace, uh, that's what everything's based on. Uh, the grace of God to us uh, to send His Son, Jesus Christ, uh, so that we can have eternal life. And we're saved through grace. Not anything we can do. Uh, otherwise, we'll brag about it. Uh, but it's all because of his love for us and what he did for us. Uh, and that grace is sometimes hard for us to grasp sometimes. You know, we believe in faith. We, we commit our life to Christ. We uh, join a church through baptism. Uh, you know, and it represents our death to ourself and our, our resurrection to live for Jesus Christ. And, uh, uh you know, and we at Cedar Valley Baptist Church believe that it's salvation through grace and grace alone, and uh, and we have no part of it. Uh, and 
and when we think about this grace, and we got to be all really, really thankful for the grace that God's given us. Uh, there's some things that uh, that we have to get straight in our head. Okay, um, you know the world sometimes think thinks that it's you know something that can't be true. Um, we sometimes we we know it's a debt we can't pay, but sometimes we still try to uh, um, uh, pay the debt through trying to do too much. Okay. Um, and we don't understand why, that it's just a free gift of grace. Uh, but if you look at the world and how they think about it, they say it's too good to be true. How can you? How can somebody do that and we not owe something? So we try to make you know the world tries to uh, do good to make up for their bad, and that can never happen. You know they you know they 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 try to keep things in balance. Even though there's a little yang in their life, a little bad, they still try to do a little yin, a little good, and they try to mix it all together. And, uh, and it's all based on their works and uh, what they can do. And, and that, that, that's, not, that's not how it works. And that's not what Christ says. It's a free gift. Nothing you can do about it. You can't pay enough to, to pay it off. You can't do anything like that. And, uh, and it's hard for the world to grasp that it's just a free gift, something you just accept. And uh, um, once us believers accept it, uh, then, then how we fall into a trap sometimes about grace is that we feel like we're indebted to Christ. And we are indebted to Christ. Don't get me wrong. We owe Him everything. Uh, we owe Him eternity uh, because there's no way to have it without Him. But uh, we sometimes serve in the church because we feel like we owe Christ. And we have that debt hanging over our heads thinking, man, i got to go to church because Christ died for me. Uh, and, and we put that in the wrong perspective because... Christ never said, serve me because you owe me. What's he say? He says, serve me because you love me. And loving somebody is different, uh, and loving him is different than uh, carrying a debt. Because when you carry a debt, it weighs you down. And sooner or later, you know that there's no way you can pay that debt. You get tired, and you kind of fall away. And that's where people miss the point. But if you're doing it out of love, you're excited about it. And uh, and it, and the service gives you a positive feeling instead of a negative feeling because um, you will love and you'll serve through love and you won't go weary. We're, you won't grow weary, and uh, we need to make sure that uh, we don't get those things out of out of whack. And that grace is a free gift of God, and we just need to thank Him for it and serve Him out of love because He loved us first. And that's what the example He showed is that uh, through love, that's how you serve. Uh, uh, if you go on and look in verse 42 a little more, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit last time. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. Um, uh, you know, the, the results of this grace and this salvation we have through Christ is that we try to serve Him and do His uh, teaching. And we try to follow after His good works and what He did. Um, and uh, we, we commit ourselves to personal growth. Uh, when you talk about devoting yourselves to the apostles' teaching, uh, you got to understand here. Back in these days, there was these days there was no uh, Bible, no New Testament, uh, nothing to uh, 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 really to sit down and read and teach yourself for. So you had to sit down with the apostles or with with learned people, and they you kind of had a, uh, a teaching session to where they uh, taught you. Uh, the things you need to learn. So uh, 
Uh, that's a little different how it is today. We have the Bible to refer to. Um, but uh, it's amazing today how much people uh, misinterpret or don't understand what the Bible has to say. And uh, uh, they asked a, a, a bunch of high school students, now these are high school students, uh, some questions about the Bible, and this is what they, uh, what they said. You know, and this is people that in the Bible that should know better. Um, they thought that Jezebel was Ahab's donkey. Uh, they thought the four horsemen appeared at the Acropolis, not the Apocalypse, the Acropolis, you know, which is a Greek place. Um, they also thought that Eve was created by an apple, and uh, they also thought that Jesus was baptized by Moses. You know, you, you got to understand, they just, they don't spend the time. It's not important enough to their parents or to their community or even to them to really get in there and understand what's, what the Bible's trying to teach you. Uh, the best one I thought here was uh, uh, when they asked what was Golgotha, uh, and they said that's the name of the giant that slew David. So, so they don't even understand the, the stories or the intent of what the uh, uh, Bible's trying to teach us. And, you know, even in our churches, you know, there's a church on every corner, and uh, there's preachers on every corner, and it's amazing how few people really get into God's Word and understand His revelation to us. There's hardbacks, there's paperbacks, there's all kinds of stuff. You can get it online. You can hear preaching all day long, and uh, we still choose not to listen. Um, and uh, when we commit ourselves to personal growth, we're committing ourselves to understanding God's Word because that's where growth comes from, through understanding His Word. At Cedar Valley Baptist Church, you know, we, we believe in, 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 in Sunday school and about personal growth and about teaching and building disciples. And that's what we need to be doing at Cedar Valley Baptist Church. And you build disciples by getting them to understand God's revelation to them and God's mission for them uh, and, and equipping them to go out and accomplish it. Um, you know, you know we're not, we don't change based on uh, the, what social, so the society says today, passing fads, the ethics of the day, or you know, everything that's going on in today's time. God's Word's the same today, tomorrow, and forever, and uh, it does not change. And that's where we need to put our focus. And, uh, uh, and if you want to grow in what Christ wants you to do and in, 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 in your Christian life, you have to get focused in His Word, okay? So uh, that's what they were doing here, is they were uh, focused in His Word. And, and that, that takes us to the next point here, uh, in verses 43 through 44, and listen to this. And because of this, because they gathered together, and because they uh, studied God's Word, what happened? It says, And an awe, or King James says a fear, came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. So uh, did we catch what this says? Is that there an awe came on every soul? So when you get into God's Word and you study and you grow and you uh, uh, understand what God has for you, then uh, then, uh, then your soul's touched. The Spirit is manifested in you and an awe of everything that you're that God's revealing to you comes upon you, okay? And, uh, you know, when that holy fear and that reverence comes upon you, then uh, uh, then you're having a revelation of who God is in your life and what He's done. And uh, and we need to experience that today. 
You know, do, do we experience that at Cedar Valley Baptist Church today? Has it been a while? Uh, you know, why, why don't we experience that? Because we don't do number two. Because we don't get in His Word. We don't get together and discuss it. Uh, we get together and, and do other stuff, which is okay. But we also need to get together uh, to talk about God's experiences in our life, to get together to talk about God's Word and His direct revelation to us, and uh, and that we experience that stuff together. We experience it through His Word and through uh, the fellowship of our, our gathering together and discussing it, and uh, uh, and that's how we experience God together. Um, and then and only then uh, do we uh, see the wonders and signs uh, of of what God's doing in people's lives. Uh, a lot of things we don't even see because we're not close enough to God ourselves to understand and see where God's working, and uh, we have to uh, be close enough to understand where that is and see that working. And when we do that, uh, we have all things in common. And, and think about that. When we have all things in common, it doesn't mean that we're all the same, but it means we have one common goal. And if we're all in the same spirit, studying God's revelation to us, then what is our goal? It's to reach the lost and, and equip disciples and spread the gospel. And uh, that's our common goal. And when we are focused on that, we have a common goal. And when we lose focus of that, we lose our common goal because then we don't follow after what God has for us. We kind of turn to our own selfishness and the things that we want in our own selfish spirit. And uh, uh, and that's what causes division and causes us to lose an awe or a holy reverence for what God has for us as believers. So, uh, um, and, we sh- and we should not uh, forsake uh, the gathering of ourselves together. Uh, look at verse 46. It says, Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. So, uh, again, they had to learn through the oral uh, teaching uh, at that time. Um, so uh, they had to meet together in the temples. Um, but uh, we have God's Word today. And uh, are we uh, in awe of God's Word? Do we get into God's Word every day? Uh, do we meet together with God every day um, and His Word? And do we, uh, are, we, are we committed to doing that? Um, you know, they met in their homes. They ate together and they enjoyed each other's company. They met in the temple, you know, which is they met at church. And they shared the good news of Christ together uh, every day. And uh, um, and we seem like today, uh, you know, are we committed to meeting meeting together? Uh, it seems like today it's just a struggle uh, to even uh, get together on Sunday with the COVID going on. But uh, we need to be committed to try to get together and foster uh, this gathering ourselves together to be in one uh, bond with Christ together. Uh, you know, it, this could be a way Satan's trying to separate us from God's holy temple or God's church so that we lose some of that um, togetherness that we should have through Jesus Christ. So it's essential that we get together. It's essential that we meet outside of church and talk about uh, what God's doing in our lives and what we've read in His Word and, and how we uh, um, uh, apply that to our lives you know, and we need to be committed to do that. And, you know, we, we have a hard time getting together on Wednesday and Sunday night uh, in these times. Uh, and, and we should meet together to uh, uh, to grow closer to God and grow closer to each other. And, 
you know, don't don't miss what it says at the end of, of the end of verse forty six. He said they with glad and sincere hearts. So uh, uh, when we meet together, um, we need to make sure that we're meeting with glad and sincere hearts. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, sometimes I don't have a glad and sincere heart when I go to church. I got something else on my mind. I got something else I want to do that afternoon. And, you know, how disrespectful is that? You know, God ought to take first priority. We ought to be uh, excited about going to his house. Uh, we ought to be glad to be there, overjoyed to be there. And we ought to be sincere in our purpose for being there, which is to worship him and to learn more about him. And uh, we need to get our minds right before we even go into his house. We need to get our minds right for every day. Because it's not just a Sunday thing, it's an every day of the week thing that we ought to have a glad and sincere heart in, in focusing on, on worshiping and following after Him. Okay, What else did they do at this time? It says, All believers were together and had everything in common, selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone who had need. Um, so they met on a regular basis, uh, had all things in common, which we talked about uh, a minute ago. Um, and then... Uh, uh, they had possessions that they had they sold uh, to meet each other's needs. Um, they gave up some of the things, pleasures they had in life to help others. They sold it and, uh, and to help others that may be in need. Uh, and, and don't understand, I don't, I don't believe in, there's a difference, okay? Listen to me, there's a difference between a socialist or communist agenda, uh, redistribution of wealth, and all that stuff, um, because that's somebody making you do that. You need to do that out of the love of your heart for somebody because you see a need. Uh, so uh, at no point does a church make you give anything. Uh, they ask you to give because you have a desire and God leads you to give. And uh, uh, and that's the way it should be. And nobody should be saying that you owe this and you have to pay this so I can give it to somebody else. Because there's a difference and it affects people differently. Okay, And... Uh, um, you know, there's a lot of times in in the church where we have benevolence issues, and and sometimes they're hard because, uh, you know, I remember a time when in a community the church was the one that took care of the people in the community, and uh, when you gave uh, to someone in need in the community, they had to come look you in the eye, they had to uh, uh, they they saw you every day, and they felt like um, they understood where it came from. And uh, they wanted to correct themselves so they wouldn't have to uh, stay in that position. And that's what benevolence really is. It's a step to help somebody get out of a bad situation so that they can get in a better situation. It's not to, uh, to stay in that bad situation and just keep on, keep on taking. And I think it's what government assistance has done to people. It's, uh, it's no longer a personal relationship uh, with, with the community. Uh, it's a uh, hands-off relationship, and it's easy just to sit there and take. And and what's happened over time is people think they deserve it, and uh, um, and that's and I'm getting off that subject. That's my two cents on that. So, uh, uh, you know, we as a church ought to give, and we give to help people get out of a bad situation. And uh, in a benevolence issue, it's hard to uh, you know it's easy just to give a few you know give them some money and go away. No, we're supposed to be do more than that. We're not supposed to just give money. We're supposed to help people get out of a bad situation. So it's, it's more than just giving money. You have to get personally involved and say, okay, we can give you this, but 
you know, what else, you know, what's the issue? What, what can we do to help you so that you don't have to uh, ask for money again or you don't need help again? And so, uh, uh, you know, when we're talking about what they did here at this time, it said, as others had needs. So, uh, so when you have needs, you need to try to meet those needs as a church, uh, not only financially, but also uh, in support and love uh, to help the needs of those people so that those needs can be met and so they can get in a position to help others themselves so, uh, and pass it along. So uh, just always remember um, that as, as we are committed as a body of believers to give, to help others, uh, to help someone in need, uh, we're giving out the abundance that God's given us, and we give freely in love to those that need it, uh, and and uh, and we reach out in love to try to help them uh, get out of that situation. Not only does it help them grow in a Christian walk, but it helps us grow as well. Uh, and uh, and then if, to finish up here in verse forty-seven, um, it says, uh, "Praising God and having favor with all people." And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Um, so when we uh, uh, get together as a body of believers and we break bread together in our homes and we spend time together talking about God's Word uh, with a glad and sincere heart, um, guess what it does? People see that in us. It reflects on the people in our community and those around us. And it adds to our number daily because they see a difference in us. And... Uh, that's what we need to make sure we're doing as Christians, that people see a difference in us. We act differently, uh, and we uh, have a uh, glad and sincere heart uh, to help those that are in need. Uh, we're committed to growing through God's Word. Uh, we're committed to God's church because that's where we go worship Him, and that's where we praise Him, and, uh, and that's where our body of believers are that we join together with to accomplish a goal for Jesus Christ. Um, and uh, and people outside see that difference in us. They notice that power of God working through us. Um, and we got to keep our minds and our hearts focused on the truth of God's Word and uh, and be responsible for ourselves and our growth in our Christian life. There's that word responsible. Uh, you know, it, it, I don't want it to be a burden word to you when you think about responsibilities because sometimes, you know, we feel like responsibilities are a burden. This is a responsibility that should not be a burden. It should be a responsibility that we're glad to fulfill out of love for Him. And, uh, uh, you know, and He adds and takes away to a church, and He works in a church uh, to get it in a position to where it can accomplish things for Him if a church will allow it to. Um, you know, we still have free will to decide not to follow Christ, even though we've given our life to Him. But uh, uh, the hard thing is, is to, uh, to yield yourself uh, to yield your selfishness, uh, to follow after what Christ has for you. And that's where a body of believers needs to get to, where they're yielded in the Spirit and in action to what Christ has called. And then we're all in common, all accomplishing uh, the same purpose in what Jesus Christ has called us to do. And, uh, and you know, again, the goal of a church uh, is to uh, share, share Jesus Christ with others to a lost world, train them up in the way they should go so they can go do the same thing uh, and then to, just to share the gospel. And that's what we need to be doing. Uh, just keep that in mind as we're going through these tough times in the COVID and, uh, and let's uh, uh, stay focused on his church, 
on following after Him, uh, studying His God's Word, and to the best of our ability, getting together and fellowshipping, discussing and building each other up, edifying each other in Jesus Christ so that, uh, uh, that we're prepared to accomplish His will for us. Uh, and uh, uh, you guys stay safe out there, and uh, uh, we'll see you on Sunday.